0: Welcome to Conversations Beyond the Veil. I'm your host, Sayo Nickerson. We hope that you will join Brandon, Victoria, and I as we aim to make sense of the past, age-old mysteries, and historical figures through mediumship, where we chat with beings or spirits on the other side who have a story to tell. If you are curious about history and our world and always wish that you could talk to someone from the past, then this podcast is probably gonna be quite interesting for you. Prepare to be fascinated and intrigued. We certainly are. We never know where it's going to go, and we hope that you will come along for the ride. So welcome, our listeners, to Conversations Beyond the Veil. We thought that we would do this episode just so that you have a bit of an idea of who we are. Uh, what our interests are, what our backgrounds are, um, maybe you know how is Victoria able to do all this stuff. So um, we're just gonna talk about that for this episode and feel free to listen and learn more about us or skip to the juicy stuff, which is all the other episodes where we're actually speaking with different figures from the past. So um, my name is Sayo Nickerson and I'm from Canada. We all live in Bali, which is cool. So we get to actually do this together in person, which is fun. And um, I love history. I particularly love ancient history. Ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be an Egyptologist. And um, I've been reading a couple books recently. One of them was uh, Sapiens. And he goes through like the history of humankind. And then there's always these gaps. And then he would say, well, we don't know what happened at this time. Um, But then, you know, then this next thing happened. And I thought, well, wouldn't it be cool to find out? through the use of mediumship and and so okay so going back a little bit i grew up in canada and ontario my mom's from japan my dad's from the u.s which is a lot like canada is very much a melting pot and i grew up in a french canadian community and then i was living in vancouver and i worked in real estate for 14 years and then after that i went sailing in the south pacific um with my family so my husband and two kids and we sailed all through the south pacific and then uh ended up sailing into Bali during Covid and have been here now for two years. And during those three and a half years that I was on the boat, I was reading up a lot on psychics. I was reading biographies of psychics because I was really interested in in seeing almost from a scientific perspective, just like do the the way that people talk about what their experiences are when they can see into other realms. Does it correlate with one another? Are they saying the same things about what the spirit world is like or about how information comes through? And my opinion in reading them was that in general, it is very similar. um, And these are all firsthand accounts from individual people. So I really do believe in the ability of of pretty much anybody, but others are sort of more trained or more adept at it and tuning into spirits or souls or just beings and I don't know, people. From that aren't necessarily present here today. And so when I was reading these historical books, I thought, how cool would it be to actually ask someone from the past what it was actually like in those days and actually answer some of these questions that have not been answered or for which there's no consensus and maybe even some controversy over. And um, so my hope when I, when I first thought of this was that it would be kind of like a resource for historians who are looking at particular um, subject matters to listen to this and and just maybe take this other perspective into account and be like, oh, I'd never considered that King Henry VIII was actually (laughs) coming from this perspective. And so let me see what I can find to see if that's actually supported in the actual historical you know, documents and, and more physical things that, that historians use to come up with these theories. So that was my thinking. I just thought it'd be interesting for people interested in history to have a bit more or a different ability to be able to connect the dots. And so Brandon and I met when we were in, well, in Bali, we're all in Bali here now. And I just realized that we had a lot in common, especially, yeah, we just have a lot of similar interests. Which is funny because you're a bit of a strange dude, and um,
1: <laughs> I'm a weirdo. I call myself a weirdo. <laughs>
0: I guess I'm a yeah. bit strange too, but yeah, we, we, you know, for example, like his favorite singer was the same favorite singer I had, and this, I don't know, there was just so many things. Oh, like he's been to Japan. He loves Japan. Um, our families, like my grandmother. Was born in a town that, like his relatives, live in in a small town in Oregon. Yeah, they live there. So. Yeah, and a bunch of things like that. So, uh, we were at a friend's dinner, and I've been had. I've had this idea in my mind for a while, and I was talking about it, and then I and then he said, "Oh, this would be so cool." And I thought, "Oh, well, let's do it together because that'll be more fun than me trying to figure this out on my own." And then Victoria, um, I've known her. The first time I met you was at. Uh, Muay Thai, when you oh, showed me how to tie the wristbands on my wrist on my first day there. <laughs> and then I've seen you around, and then we were in a singing circle together. And then a friend of mine was telling me, she goes, oh yeah, I just did a reading with Victoria, um, and she's a medium. I was like, what? <laughs> There's our medium, because I was wondering how we would figure that part out, and I didn't want to have to do like Zoom meetings with people. That, I don't know, I just thought it'd be nice to have us all... And have a regular person that we get to know how to work with. And so then I approached Victoria. I said, I have an idea and I hear you're a medium. Let's chat. And then you were on board right away, which was really exciting. Yeah. So that's kind of a bit of my background. And so I just thought that um, the rest of us could also talk a little bit about how we got to this point. Brandon.
1: Oh boy. Okay. So <laughs> I call myself a weirdo for very, specific reasons Um, and I told you I was probably going to go back into the past a little bit about me and how I became this weirdo named Brandon Ellis. Um, uh, As a child I'd wake up almost nightly and there'd be a woman floating in my doorway uh, in my bedroom and this woman wore a white robe she had flowing hair as if she was like in uh, underwater kind of thing. And she'd stare at me, and I would look at her. I'd wake up about every night around around the same time, according to my parents, and um, absolute peace. I would just stare at her. But the moment she would go away, she would literally just dissipate and fade away. I'd get scared, and I'd run into my parents' bedroom, and I ran in there almost every night. So they already had a sleeping bag next to, next to their bed, and I'd get in there every night and just go to sleep, and and they didn't know why they just thought I was scared like I was scared of the dark or something like that and it wasn't until college I told my mom that this was happening since I was a kid to about sixth grade and it stopped in sixth grade and I don't know why it stopped um but that's what it did but the last one of the last times so this is where it gets really woo-woo and I don't and I, I usually keep my, my mouth shut about this stuff because I'm, in, I'm a sci-fi writer and most of the authors aren't into this kind of thing. And so uh, I, f- I don't want to be judged and I don't want to be thought of as corny or a liar or anything like that. But this is what happened is I, I think it was fifth or sixth grade, but one of the last times I saw this woman, and this is getting to sound so weird. Um, she told me, she goes, uh, you're something like you're on the first, you're the first wave of indigo children or something like that. And I didn't know what that meant at all. <laughs> so i always remembered it until I was I believe it like 20 years old when I finally heard that term. And, and there was a book about it, indigo children by, I forget who wrote it, but I read it and it was like, Oh cool. Going a little bit deeper into the spiritual realm. I I started doing um, energy healing when I was 17, I was doing Reiki, and there was this woman named Dorian Virtue, and I learned from her, It's called angelic healing, ATP, angelic therapy practitioner, I believe it's called. So I learned that stuff, and so I started doing that, Um, but I also got into, and this is my favorite topic, I always talk about it on, is (laughs) near-death experiences, and I used to co-host some near-death experience groups, I've read... I can't tell you how many books, at least over 50 on near-death experiences. I watch videos, YouTube videos on near-death experiences probably weekly, twice a week maybe. It's just amazing because they usually all speak of the same thing, going up the tunnel, having a life review, absolute love, not wanting to come back because it's there's no judgment there. It's gorgeous and beautiful and they get to meet their, their loved ones and even uh, surgeons that were... I thought this was just a chemical process in the brain when you die. Um, they've even come back to say, no, it's not a chemical process. It, this is actually real. I experienced it. And so that's, that's kind of leading me you know, through the years. I'm in my 40s now to here, <laughs> where I'm now um, helping this podcast <laughs> and asking questions with a medium.
0: And I want to ask you if you could elaborate more on like what your interests are. Uh, uh,
1: history and major. Uh, so it's not. Oh, hi, Kat. <laughs> it's not just history. It's I love. So as a kid like you, I wanted to be like Egyptologist. I actually want to be an archaeologist. I wanted to be three things. Um, I thought I actually thought this is what I was going to be. I thought I was going to be a professional basketball player. That didn't happen, obviously. And <laughs> then I thought I was going to be an author that eventually happened. Yeah. And then, I, but I, but, you know, I was like, okay, I'll also be an archaeologist. So author and archaeologist were hand in hand. And I was none of that for, until I was in my, you know, late thirties. Well, I was never an archaeologist. But, um, so I, I was a history major in college. Um, I love ancient ruins and ancient relics. That's my thing. Um, I love biographies or autobiographies, so that's another way for me to really get into this because I love to hear people's stories. Um, but I wasn't, I didn't graduate as a history major. I graduated as a, like a, th- I was a therapist, therapist. I was a you know, sports
0: sport. therapist, right?
1: Sports massage therapy. Yeah. So I eventually went into that.
0: So Brandon's really knowledgeable in like the really old stuff, the stuff that's like, you know, these lost civilizations mm-hmm. and things like that. I'm interested in that stuff too. Um, but I also, yeah, like kind of all kinds of, of history, but yeah, the older, the better but, like the European history and like Japanese history, all of it, really Easter Island, you know, that kind oh, of stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're excited that with this podcast, we can maybe explore like all these realms. I mean, nothing, everything's possible. Anything is possible. Um, but it wouldn't be without Victoria. So Hi. tell us a bit about you. Oh gosh. It's interesting hearing you talk about ancient history because I'm like, ah.
2: (laughs) It's all interesting to me, but that's never been my focus. Like, I don't remember in school ever enjoying that. I remember at university, I had a term on medieval history and I hated it. It was like, I just couldn't wrap my head around it. I've always loved the social history. I've always hated politics, um, economics, and just loved social history. So I... Studied history at university, have a degree in it. Um, But my main focus was usually around second World War. So my thesis in my third year was on women in the French resistance. And I'd read like five biographies of women of their experience. It was just so amazing. I love how the people live and learning about that. And I also enjoy that in life too. So I'm also trained as a spiritual counselor. So a form of counseling therapy. Um, and working with people, and I just love to understand people. So whether it's living people or dead people, I love it. Um, So that's my history background. And then, I guess, my psychic energetic stuff. People have been asking me lately when I knew that I could do this, and I wish I could have a story like Brandon of... I woke up in the night and I saw things.
1: <laughs> <But> <laughs> it like a How movie. did
2: you find out? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of my childhood that I say I don't clearly remember. But I am sure that I was very sensitive. And this is going to sound so weird and I still don't know what it means. But I remember I was reading through my mum's journals a few years ago from when I was a kid. She used to like, keep them for all of her children And there was one point where I think I was being mean to my friend and she asked me why. And I said, I can't help it. Someone's telling me to do that.
1: Oh, wow. How old were you?
2: Could be like five or six, maybe. But I remember reading it like, oh, this is after I've figured out all this psychic stuff. I'm like, whoa, what was happening to me back then? So I don't know. Maybe I was very perceptive. What I do clearly remember is I'm going to call it a sense of intuition. I don't want to call it like... Um, a psychic ability it's just intuition like I would know whether things were or weren't going to happen or like the phone would ring and i just know who it was on the line Hmm. Um, and like family situations especially when I was more in my teens I consciously remember for example I lived with my family my dad was building a new house for us and I just had this feeling I was like I know we're not all going to live there happily together and we never did What happened? He died. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I I didn't, I never knew consciously he would die. But I realized like looking back at that year, 2012, I had extreme anxiety. I woke Mm. up on New Year's Day, 2012, and had my first panic attack. I was like severely depressed that year. It's like now I can look back and see I knew that something was happening, but I couldn't make sense of it. Mm. And really his death is what initiated me into this work. So like I said, I had the intuitive knowings before that. But I see now as well that it comes from both sides of my family. Mm. Some people think maybe it's a um, genetic thing or, you know, you can get it from your family. So on my dad's side, from his first marriage, he has um, some children. And one of my half sisters, she came, she lives in Australia now, but she came to the UK for his funeral. And she was telling me about, um, actually, her experience of my dad's death she was in contact with Archangel Asriel, who's like the angel of death. Hmm. Um, And he came to her a few months before he died and said that he would die soon. And then before we'd called her to tell her that he had, he came back to her and gave her like this prayer to read at his funeral and stuff. Yeah. And um, when she was in England, she was telling me about it and she like did a card reading for me and was encouraging me like to start listening start just... <laughs> i was so funny. I'd sit there on my bed like, okay, someone start talking to me I'm now. listening. <laughs> yeah. Damn, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. No one ever did. Or I'd um do the writing thing where you'd write right. out a question and then like, yeah. hope someone would move your hand.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Automatic writing. <laughs> yeah. The 17-year-old me, like, come on then. Um, no, never happened. And on my mum's side, my auntie's my mum's sister, um, I remember growing up and... She would always have crystals, she'd have her pendulum, and she'd do the dousing thing with me. And oh, wow. I didn't know what it was. I'd just always be like, you're so weird, you're so strange. <laughs> like that weird stuff you do, and now I'm the weirdest one <laughs>
1: yeah. It's really interesting because outside of the U.S., so USA, where I grew up, this stuff was kind of taboo. You don't want to really talk about this stuff. And if you do, it's in small crowds and and you're with the same people but i've noticed outside of the u.s like especially england it's kind of a little bit more accepted i don't Mm -hmm. know is that true
2: i don't know because i haven't been or lived in the u.s
1: oh Um, yeah oh yeah yeah. but but is it accepted in england or not really i
2: i don't depends what circles you're in yeah
1: it's probably the same thing but
0: yeah bali (laughs) oh in bali it's just the norm it's everybody yeah (laughs) everybody talks to spirits and has crystals and um so I mean it's probably been like a very fertile ground for you to develop this skill
2: right Yeah, 100% I yeah lived a long time in the UK feeling very alone yeah so from my dad's passing when I was 16 just before I turned 17 I suddenly obviously became interested in life after death I was like I need to make some sense of it and my auntie lived in France at the time we went there that summer and she had books and books and books on the subject. And I just spent the whole summer reading.
0: Oh, nice. wow. Like, fascinated. I find it that way too. I'm fascinated by it. That's why I read all yeah. those books too. It's just like, yeah. for me, it's like, what does this mean for humanity? Like, we talk all the time about past life regressions, but like people stop and like, what does that actually mean? Mm-hmm. There's the implications are so far reaching And the thing that I love, because this seems to be the case from everything I've read, is that we do choose our existence. We choose our circumstances that we're born into. And how empowering is that to know that it's all a choice Mm -hmm. versus, oh, poor me. I'm stuck, you know, grew up in this like poor neighborhood. It's like, no, no, we chose that because we wanted to see if we could handle it Mm -hmm. and overcome it and still, you know, grow. Um, So I just, I just love that.
2: Yeah, reading changed my life and some may say like, oh, you just, it's like religion. Some people think you use it for comfort, but I'm glad I did because it did comfort me and I see people grieving and they go can go down two very different paths. And I'm really grateful for the one I chose. So that was 17. And then another year at school, then I went to university. and Even during that time at university, I still kept reading. I was like, got angel cards, got crystals, but I kind of kept it hush hush, didn't really tell anyone. Um, did a few. I had a few mediumship readings in that time, and I did a few trainings on like tarot or just different things, but not many. And I'd have to like go into London for that. So it was.
0: Well, how did you uh, figure yeah. out that you could even do readings?
2: Well, then when I left university, I was twenty-one, and I just really wanted to feel like I belonged. I felt so lonely in this journey, and so I just Googled spiritual development or spiritual classes, like not even knowing what would pop up. Like it didn't have a clue. Click on it, it's like, here's an evening class every Monday or something. And it was called spiritual development. And I thought, oh cool, we will be like chakras and all these things and I'll learn. I go there, this psychic development. And at the end of that first class, she's asking us to read each other, just thrown in at the deep end. And I don't know if I would have joined if I knew we were going to do that, because I thought, no, there's no way I can do that. And now I've just started my seventh year in that
0: school. Wow. And the first class, when they asked you to read someone, you found out you could. Yeah. Yeah. I had a similar experience because I did a two day or three day course in New Zealand. And it was the same thing. It was just like intuitive. And I was just so excited to be like on land and in one place because we're on the boat moving around like every day. And so I'm like, I want to do a course that I don't care what it is. Just something where like some cool people that think like me, like something, I don't know. And I found this one and it was the same thing. They get there and sit down and she's like, okay, so, um, everybody just read, you know, read that girl and what comes up. And I was like, I don't, what? And I couldn't believe how bang on I was. Yeah. That's and great. how, when you're in that environment or the container and everybody's doing it. It just comes because you're receptive to it. Mm. Whereas I can't do it. Like if I sat down and tried to do a reading for you, I wouldn't be able to because my mind, but I didn't have a choice there and everybody was doing it. So I'm like, yeah, let's just see what comes up. And it was so interesting. And I even like had a, a person who'd passed come mm. through like this one girl's grandfather. And that just blew my mind. So I really think anybody can do it. Yeah. But it's just learning the tools to how to actually access it, interpret it. Mm-hmm. You know, get the word out um, yeah. to whoever you're reading. Translate it. I guess would be the word.
2: Yeah. If I hadn't opened up to training, like it's like going to the gym. It's a whole set of muscles, psychic muscles that you mm-hmm. learn to use. And if I stop using them for a while, maybe they wouldn't be as strong. If I keep practicing, they get better. Mm-hmm. Um, but never in my wildest dreams did I think that I'd be doing what I am today. Yeah. I was reading those books, like, imagine if that could be me. <laughs> That's
0: so cool. Um, and you're still and such it. a young girl. Yeah. <laughs> <A> young girl. <laughs> <laughs> Spring chicken. You got a long way to go. Yeah. I'm really grateful how young I got
2: to start this journey, even if it came from something
0: Yeah. painful.
2: It helped me see that that
0: was meant to happen. Yeah. And so I'm curious how. Um, because I think psychic people interpret, hear, see things all in different ways. Mm-hmm. Like what's, how does it work for you?
2: Um, a variation of the senses. I think one of my most powerful ones is probably class sentience, which is feeling clear feeling. Um, so maybe in some of the episodes she'll see me start crying <laughs> it's because I'm getting an overwhelming feeling rushing through my body. Um, or I might feel like a pain, a physical pain in me, like, oh, my neck hurts. Also, clairaudience, so clear hearing. I don't hear voices outside of me. It's more just like uh, something just drops in, really, and I know that it didn't come from me. Um, Claircognizance, which is clear knowing. Just know. That's that's kind of my first sense, I think, I grew up with, was clear knowing. I just knew things, and I couldn't tell you how. Mm. Um, And clairvoyance. Clear seeing but I don't see stuff outside of me so much but if I like were to close my eyes I'm like I can get a whole scene and how does
0: it work like for example yeah like the when we were just practicing so we said okay let's like read Brennan and and his grandmother came through so like how what was it that you could see or how did you you know was it like an image of her was it Something she said. Usually
2: it starts, if I invite someone in, it starts with a knowing, like, or I feel a presence behind me. That's where spirit comes to me, behind me. So if I'm doing a psychic reading for someone living, the information and the person feels like they're in front of me because they're Mm -hmm. living. If they've passed, they come from behind me. Mm -hmm. So I feel something behind me, and I just kind of know whether it's a man or a woman. And they usually have some kind of character they come through with so if in life they were um, really charismatic or loud they'd probably come in with a stronger energy if they're more shy then you have to pull them in a bit more honestly it's just annoying and then sometimes i usually get an age it's not they don't always show me an age that they passed at but there's usually a sense i but then i'll know that it'll be like they're showing me themselves at 40 but I get a sense they died later than that.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So you you just
0: kind of just know
2: the information.
1: And you mentioned you, you hear people in front of you and that means they're still alive.
2: Yeah. If someone, if an energy comes in front of me, they're still living.
1: And you're, you're talking to their soul. How does that go?
2: What if I'm doing a psychic reading? Yeah. Um, not necessarily their soul. You can, you can connect up to their higher self or to their heart or to their guides but usually a general psychic reading would just be reading the energy of a person and what's going on in their life Um, but then you could set the intention that you connect to their higher self or their soul yeah because that will give you very different answers to what their energy is uh
1: and what i'm 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 asking is like so when somebody's alive you feel them in front of you Mm -hmm. and when some and not the person you're reading it's just whoever you're is that am i getting that right uh
2: even if say i'm connecting to someone in spirit And they're trying to talk to me about, say, like their daughter or their mom or whatever. If they're alive, I'll perceive the person they're talking about in front of me. And if they're past, they'll be with them back there.
0: And um, I guess I'm curious to see, like, what are your goals like down the road? What do you kind of, you know, you said, oh, I I wish that that could be me that was actually doing readings. You're doing that now. What's the next thing you're like, oh, it'd be so cool to be able to do?
2: honestly i i don't plan things in
0: life i just i <laughs> Go with the i ball. couldn't
2: even have imagined that we would be doing this
1: yeah neither could i
2: yeah i've always <laughs> wanted to do a podcast ah i just never knew like what it would be and then here i am doing it <laughs> i used to think i'd want to make this my life like this would be the work i did but I, now i'm like i'm not sure because i feel this need for contrast when you're working in these realms it can become very ungrounding. Mm. yeah and it just feels like really um, important for me to do something, like just to have a role. You're a writer. Yeah. So right now I'm also a copywriter, also writing a book. And it's the, it's like the balance of creativity and logic. It's like left brain, right brain. Mm-hmm. I need that balance.
1: And so writing, does that ground you?
2: Yes. But I also like having the structure of being a copywriter, so that like I'm, I have a deadline. (laughs) Because if I'm just writing my book, I could take ten years doing that. if I want to, or thirty, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like for me, I have to with writing. It completely grounds me because Mm. it's a lot of work, Mm. and I set my own deadlines. Mm. So that's another way it grounds me and.
0: That's that takes tough.
1: practice yeah yeah and then you get really good at it yeah. yeah
2: but with this book that i'm writing i'm thinking like okay just do 30 minutes a day just set yourself get in a habit of doing something and let that be your grounding um, because i think it could be and i don't want to spend any more time in my life doing jobs and things i don't really want to do yes really don't <laughs> so where do i see this going I don't know, but I really feel like I met you guys for a reason and I was sent to you for a reason for this. So whatever comes, comes and
0: I'll roll with it. Cool. Yeah, and I'm just i just so excited because I just love the idea that you're speaking to someone and that we get to have a conversation with someone from a totally different time, way of life, society, planet even maybe. Mm. You know, and it's like how exciting. Like that... You know, if there was like one thing that I, I used to dream about all the time, was like being able to travel through time mm-hmm. and like where would oh, I want yeah. to go? Who would I want to see? And I feel like we kind of get to do that yeah. Um, I've through this format, yeah. which is like so exciting. So mm-hmm. I always look forward to each day. We never know what's going to yeah. show up. And yeah, it's like really exciting. Maybe we'll just wrap it up at that. Like that's a little bit about all of us. Feel free to ask us more questions or in the comments um, and and also feel free to engage with us and if you have questions that you're curious about you know we're thinking that we'd like to have a lot of engagement from our listeners and viewers and have this just kind of be like a group thing so thank you for listening and um, we look forward to bringing you some really interesting content in the weeks and months and years to come <laughs>